Welcome to Entrepreneurial Minds. I'm Valerie Donahue, and on this podcast, we'll travel around the world to learn everything that we can about individuals who choose to create businesses from scratch. We'll dive into what drives them, what stops them, and what inspires them in order to identify. Are there common factors that unite us as entrepreneurs across continents? Here's your next episode. Leandro Siciliani, so good to be here with you. Leandro is the owner of Espacio Panama, a unique events and art space in Panama City used for cultural activities, art shows, meetings, and other special events. Uh, Espacio opens its doors in 2011, and it's a diverse space which has a unique chameleon-like ability to transform from one event to the next. Alejandro, it's, it's really, the space is, is, is really beautiful. Your office is really unique. It's really exciting for me to be here and to see it. Can you tell me a little bit what has been the inspiration uh, when curating the space, the art, the decoration? Well, I'm a little bit overwhelmed. Thank you for such a great introduction. Your name is Valeria or Valerie? Valeria. Yeah, in, in Latin America. In Latin America, okay. <laughs> so let's say Valeria. Well, the inspiration comes for like, a, like you know, I, I born in Argentina, travel a lot, the big, the country, also Brazil. Then I moved to England. I travel a lot Europe, almost Central America, and then you know, you are collecting inspiration everywhere, right? So yeah, and then end up in Panama, which is a is a hub. It's a lot of cultures, and it's a lot of nature very inspiring get into Panama when it was in this booming moment. So people from all over the world trying to set up business companies, new venues, restaurants, everything happened in the last 10 years here. It's like, you know, the transformation was like amazing. And you know, this is the last version of Espacio because it's been two Espacios before. And every time we, we have the Espacio, it was in like the, in the center of the art district and the trendy district, what's the real thing going on. So, do you work with a lot of different artists, or is is the design of the space your brainchild? Well, I every espacio has been a, a collaboration with artists. Some of them, this one in particular, have like a lot of input because you know it's been ten years almost doing like exhibitions for many artists. Myself being the curator and working with so many talented people. Is very inspirational, um, and then you know I think it, I, I don't know. It's more like it's more like a game, you know. It's not like work, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a playground. And so you mentioned that this is the third espacio. Tell me a little bit about how you got to creating this third space, and and what's the story behind the last two? Are they still operating? Well, the three espacios. This is the third location. The first location was more, you know, we are in a, in a really old town, mm. like 500 years old. So we moved like for three blocks to another three blocks. But um, this is the bigger one and people see it the nicest one. Um, but when we start here 10 years ago, this area was a little bit dangerous, you know? Um, it was, yeah, it's going to be amazing, like it is now, but it used to be like, you know, a lot of gangsters and, and you know, all the squatters and stuff like that. So, um, 
we also have the opportunity to connect with the real people from Panama. Mm. And, and, and that is a real inspiration for us, you know? Uh, so the evolution of the, of the neighbor and the restoration make us move from one block to another. And now here, where we are is, I hope we're gonna stay for a while. Yeah. Um, it's, gonna, um, it's gonna have another connection with another buildings. So it's still an empty lot, then people feel like the ruin of this old town, but it's gonna be starting open new doors with new experience and new proposals very soon. Yeah, so again, I really love the aesthetics, everything that you guys have here. It's just like, it's so my style. I, I, I can spend a lot of time here. What kind of, um, what kind of events um, are drawn to, to your space? What are the most typical type of uh, events? Or is there such a thing as a typical event for you? Well, I think we have, we're very open and we, we, we like to, to give opportunities to every energetic, talented people that cross in front of us and say, hey, this is my idea. We, we always open to her, everyone. Um, of course, you know, this is Latin America, Central America. And I think today, uh, you know, the Latinos are bringing the, the joy uh, to, to the world. You know, Asians are bringing technology, Northern people are bringing financial and structure, but Latin are bringing the joy, okay? So we like to be people joying and having fun. Um, so it's a combination of, you know, performance, live music, great DJs, uh, projections, lights, uh, beautiful people smiling. It's kind of... The, the perfect mix for us, you know. I know that you guys also host special uh, neighborhood events for children's arts and music workshops. I think that's so amazing. What has been important for you when it comes to deciding the use of your space? And tell me a little bit about those other projects. For, for us, it's very important the relationship with the whole community because that is making, you know, sustainable. Um, and, you know, as I said, there is some people in this part of Panama that, you know, they were not having like real social attention or, you know, enough to, to have like even Christmas presents for some kids around, you know? So we, we try to, to, of course, offer the space for many NGOs and organizations that are trying to help uh, any minority, but also us getting together with the community. So we go like, a, you know, support the, 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 the kids with the, 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 the football team and then we, we give them the t-shirts and we do like our own little arts events with um, helping to create conscience about recycling and, you know, those kind of things I think are very important for for the new entrepreneurs and new companies, they really have to, it cannot be about profit and money because, you know, it makes no sense in the end of the day. I have to have values and very much connect with the society and the community that you are part of it, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it sounds like in addition to the business part of it, which sounds like it's going well, you are able to also combine a purpose, right? So, and, and we know that 
entrepreneurs and business owners who feel like they have a purpose that are contributing to community, they feel like they have a, a bigger vision, a bigger mission in life. And that actually brings even more business, even though that's not why they're doing it, but it actually in itself starts to bring that. Totally. Yes. You mentioned about the community feel, and that's obviously really stands out in in Latin America in terms of how different businesses work with each other. I'm noticing that a lot, the community here is really, really tight knit in Panama City. Seems like you guys all know each other. There's one. Yeah. Tell me about what, it sounds like there's a lot of benefits to it. Tell me about, are there any challenges in working in a, in a tight knit community of uh, entrepreneurs like that? Like everything, you know, it's a challenge because this market is small in, in Panama. Um, it's around 4 million people in the whole country. Um, and, the, you know, it's, it's a small amount of people. And we are, uh, I think, you know, a global community. You know, many, many people from all over the world are getting the same information and technology mm -hmm. that before it was the gap was bigger. So here, when we're trying to apply the new tendencies or whatever, it's not just a couple of us, you know, probably a dozen or whoever is doing something and then the market is too small. So it's the competition is, it's, mm. is higher uh, and it's difficult to succeed in a market that, you know, it's quite small. But a benefit of that is, for example, for us, now we are moving our model, a business model to another country, Medellin, for example. Um, and we are trying to open operations over there. So this competitive market, when you define something very unique uh, and you create a process and a model, then, you know, you can open different branch or even project to open another country as we're doing right now. That makes sense. In terms of growing internationally, can you tell me what are you doing to be building a global brand? I think when you really love what you do, you know, or brand, each, each of us brand is our baby, right? So in a moment, you know, all the time have to make financially sense, but sometimes, you know, it balance because it's your baby and it's your company, it's your business. So you will work and you will pay yourself less. And, and then after a while, then other people start recognizing you and say, wow, Espacio. And you start seeing like reviews and, and testimonials and stuff like that. And then you start believing, wow, this my baby, bro. My baby now is, is not a baby, it's a teenager, you know? And now, you know, then, then you start seeing like, okay, I think it's more about the brand, it's or or the experience that we do, and and the language, our own language that we create, and a network of people. Um, so the brand grows in Panama. We're gonna go to another country with the espacio, and then adapting to you know maybe espacio Medellin or evolve that way. Um, so I think it's more about the energy and having like a global vision team that say, okay, no, we're not going to open a new one in Panama. We're going to open in Colombia because it's 50 million people and we are four here. So let's go to the market and speak the same language, the same culture, 
Panama used to be part of Colombia 100 years ago. So there you go. That makes sense. That was going to be my next question. Why Medellin? Why Colombia? Right? You have uh, an, an abundance of countries. Yeah, it's 45 minutes flight. It's the same language. It's a it's a very it's a it's a, it's a good emerging market. Okay. Colombia was like a no go country for like a long long time, and now you know it's open again to the world. Uh, and for us, it's very very much after studying different scenarios, the best. And obviously for a business like yours, if you have, I don't know, a technology company or a service, there's some way to test it with a with a space and with an, with an event space. You can't really test it on. You have to go over and create it. And then, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Or, or is there is there something in the event industry that in, in the space uh, industry that you can do to test whether or not the market will will want what you're selling? Well, there is a few factors about we're always looking for a wow factor in our location. It has to be located close by some particular business and areas. Mm -hmm. It has to be a traffic of people. Uh, it has to be a touristic destination. So there's many factors that we analyze and you know, and this in particular is very spot on. Makes sense. And um Again, art is such a, it seems like art is such a big part of um, the space that you've created. Will you be partnering with local partners in the countries that you go to, or do you have a team of artists? We will partner with local artists. Our, our, our vision is connect the locals with the internationals. And sometimes, you know, you live in a city and you don't see people from anywhere. So you need to travel to connect with these people. So our experience is you will connect with local artists, cool, uh, hipster by people, and you're traveling, so it's, it's, it's a place to meet and discover and inspire. Um, so we work with local artists and local partners in the, in the, in the extension in, in Colombia. Okay, amazing. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about you. Um, right. do you. Do you feel like you've always been an entrepreneur? Well, kind of. Yeah. I always have trouble with my bosses, for example, <laughs> okay? Because I always wanted to put my ideas in, 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 in practice. Um, but of, of course, I born in Argentina and I studied business there, but the economy is a little bit, uh, not a little bit, it's like, you know, not very solid. So it was difficult to project yourself being a businessman in this kind of economy. So when I moved to England, I see the, the you know, change the perspective of the world, basically. It seemed more like global. Um, and that was very inspiring to see a different way of seeing business, right? Um, and then when I moved to Panama, which is kind of a hub for the Americas, I always have the vision of doing something that then I can, you know, apply all over and travel and just try to make this mix of culture and artists. And then it will be super interesting when someone from Medellin will come to Panama and then eventually to another uh, destination that start creating this kind of movement, right? I think it wasn't me, but it's been developed after 
years when you get the, the knowledge, the confidence, the access to finance, the, you know, there's a lot of things to say, okay, I'm gonna take the blue pill or the red pill, no? Get into the matrix or no? Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, many of us use the matrix to, to start, you know, it's like, it's important to, to start with some impulse. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting that you say, um, you know, that you've always had uh, troubles with bosses. I, I've had a similar experience. Uh, it's just, and I find that a lot of entrepreneurs, it's like, you know, when you're younger, this kind of like thing stands out and it's, it's a negative at, at that particular age because you need to get the experience. You can't, um, even though younger generations, they're just kind of like, they're skipping college and they're going off. So maybe like the space is changing, but at least like for myself and, you know, entrepreneurs my age and, and, you know that that's been the trend has i'm curious is there um is there an age for you where finally like it was a tipping point that like now it's feeling good yeah i think i think i don't know probably for men it's a little bit older than for girls because your girls are more mature than us well yeah. that's, a, that's a fact <laughs> yeah yeah there's no but argument. i for some particular reason the number 33 is being used in men history mm -hmm. like a number that is related with the number of you can make in a cut in a diamond mm -hmm, mm -hmm. thing i think that is the age when you just start saying okay i have this under control but i think 30s is kind of when you say okay how i'm gonna project myself you know and that is when you when you have the call it's like to propose you know it's like okay it's now or maybe it's not gonna be in a long time. Um, I it was it wasn't that age that when I say I don't really feel like working for someone else. If I keep working for someone else, I'm gonna grow in this system, and the system is gonna try to keep me with a lot of things, um, and it's gonna put me, you know. And then you know you can you can start anytime. You can start at you know at 80 years old if you want, but if you make a plan. And you project yourself and say, okay, where am I going to be when I go this age or this age? Dreaming a little bit, you know, it's not, never sure, but say, okay, at that age was more like, okay, this is my time to let the corporation life go yeah. and the job title go and be an absolute everything that doer what it is to be done. Okay. Um, I know you don't have any partners or co-founders, is that right? You're a solo founder of Espacio? I'm a solo founder, yes, but I have partners. Yeah, and now I'm growing with partners here, local, international. Yes. Okay, and how, um, got it, and how has it been? How do you choose your partners? How do you choose people that you'd like to work with and, and, and have a business with, right? Well, a lot of people liken it to a marriage. And Well, the Greeks in the old times used to have this phrase called affectus societatis. Affectus is the feeling, societatis is partnership, so mm -hmm. basically is, oh, I feel like I can do business with this person. Mm -hmm. Here in Latin America, we're very much like that, mm -hmm. you know? If you don't like someone and it's not vibing in your vibe, it's difficult to go away with. Mm -hmm. um, so I took my partners because I have this kind of good vibe, but also because I admire the person that is going to be my partner. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm going to learn from this person and I'm going to feel like, you know, it's gonna be someone who's gonna make this way better, you know? It's so such a good feeling when you can hire people in your company that 
know more than you know. Oh yeah. It's so good, right? So this is this is when you are feeling like, wow, this is really gonna go somewhere. Um, you know, and yeah. Have you ever had a situation because vibes, right? Like it, it, it's one of those things, and 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 again, I think a lot of entrepreneurs like that. I'm definitely like that, right? Like you kind of you, you pick up on, on people. I think we all, right, yeah. to some extent, pick up energy of other people. Um, but it's also something that's really hard to pinpoint. Like what exactly is that? Like that's just how I'm feeling. It's something that's like intuitive in your subconscious. You're making some kind of decisions. Has there ever been where you had a really good feeling, you had good vibes with someone, and then you and then you thought it would go well, and then you know the vibes were actually like misled you and oh of course <laughs> how many dates you have to have to get married okay you don't get married with the first date maybe some people do but and that is kind of the answer you know it's more like with some people it was like wow and it's been a connection till now and someone that mm. start like being working with us and now it's it's part of the it's, it's a partner in the company you know mm -hmm. and there is some people just broke my heart because you know in like It was more like, you know, for us, it's like we opened the doors of our house. Mm. Um, eventually, when company grows, then you just the little close people that it's around you, it's that way. And then, you know, it's people that you don't, you know, it's a shame. You don't know the name and say, wow, how do I know the name of someone that is working here? But it's happened. Um, so I think it's, it's, you know, it's always like a, the logic of life. Mm. It's in, in, the, in the same thing. Eventually, I think now that we grow and we got like managers and human records and other people, now it's it, 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 the process of the selection of the people is different. So before I have to have the feeling, they have to feel a lot of things that are important to me. You say, oh, you're really cool. That's coming in. But, you know, it's more about process. So correct me. Tell me if I'm understanding it right. When you were growing, when in the beginning of your business, it was really like how you're feeling because there's something internal for you that calibrates. Like you said, it's your baby, it's your company. It just has to match how you're feeling. And you cannot, you couldn't get it out of your mind to say like, that's exactly it. But through doing it a certain amount of time, you were able to create a process which now brings your feelings into a systematic approach that now someone else can do for you and reliably bring to you people that actually you vibe with, you have that connection. Totally. How has it been? I find that really, really challenging. I, I've had a very similar experience and, and I've found it a big challenge to get what that feeling is into a process. How did you go about creating that? Well, I watch a, a Steve Jobs movie every time I get a little bit like, you know, I say, okay, this guy who does all these change thing, five industries in the world, have the same process, you know? Um, I remember my studies time where I, is this phrase, say, if you have a problem with your employers, fire the boss. Mm. So I find myself several times in my mind. Bravo. To, yeah. Um, and in a moment I actually left for like three, four weeks saying I'm gonna be, you know, something else. Then, I beg, I'd be back, uh, but in a new form. Mm -hmm. And it, it was it was it was challenging to to stop the micromanagement and try to be in everything and don't sometimes don't let people enough time to develop and grow and deliver. 
because I was like oh, so anxious and I know how to do everything, you know, but in my way. So I think projects and companies start being real when they don't depend for the founder or for the, the guy who have the idea or the people who have the idea. And then I, I, I think after like several years of growing in that direction, and you know, I can do what I'm good at. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, that's a real gift. Uh, if you can, if you you can do what you're good at, and you can allow uh, the people that you've hired uh, that you trust are good to um, to do the things that they're good at, and um, and, and I think it's really wise uh, that you know that you're able to use that methodology, right? You're able to give space to the company and see what happens when I'm not around for three weeks, and that must be scary the first time you're doing it, but then. If, if good things happen in your absence, that that means that actually you created something, something really good. And if not, you can come and make decisions and make it work. And that is very good. Yeah. Uh, I think when we have, when we have some, you know, we all have moments in, in, in when we are good in something. Okay. And if you're good in something, normally, or you create your own thing, or you grow in the company that you are good at. And then you become a boss. And when you become a boss, you start doing what you're good at to try to make other people be as good as you, which is kind of crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. So then you need to always come back and say what I'm good at. Okay, and I need all these people that are good at all these things to make myself keep being doing what I'm good at and that is what all these things going on and that is it's a whole learning you know yeah. but you know so but. what is that for you well what I'm good at ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a good boss that's I know for sure I put things together this is I, it's, it's a con it's, it's more about the putting things together like the whole you know, it's cooking for me. Yeah. Um, so when we are feeling an experience, then you need to think on all your sense. Okay? And then it's one... But you are not conscious of all your sense. So I, we, try, we try to create spaces and feelings that people cross the door and get into espacio and they could be anywhere in the world and they feel like super happy. Uh-huh. And, um, you know... And it is, you know, it's about the smile of the people and the, the feeling. I'm, I'm, I'm good about putting people having a great experience together. Um, yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> well, it must be true, right? Because your business... A good curator. Been... Curation. Yes. That's my thing. Curationship. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Leander, you mentioned to me that your favorite book is The Art of War. I've, uh, I have it on my list. I haven't read it yet. Um, it seems to be a very popular uh, recommendation for books for entrepreneurs. Can you tell me why do you like it? Well, I'm a, I'm a very peaceful guy. I, I, I hate war, okay? But we cannot be naive as well, you know? And when I'm open, when everyone is open in a business, there is competition and there is um, leadership and there is many things that that book, translating in a good way, can make you a good leader who can have a good strategy and achieve actually what you're trying to achieve. Um, 
And that is why it's a book that when, I, when it's related with business, it's a good book to have. Uh, no with war, okay? <laughs> but it's, 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 it's brilliant. Yeah. And so are you happy now? Are you happy with your business? Are you happy with um, where Espacio is? I think it's always, it's always a space to improve. Yeah. Um, and happiness is a moment, you know? You have an amazing moment and the happiness is there. Sure. I'm, con I'm, I'm content. I'm, I'm in peace, you know? You, sometimes you have this like, oh, so anxious, so much stress. Uh, I'm now I'm, I'm clear with the vision. I, I know we have a lot, of, a lot to do and a lot of work to do. Um, but we grow a, a nice human team. And this is bigger than anything else. When you have a team that believe more than you in the business. And then from there, everything is possible. Mm. You know, there is such a north impossible thing for a human, human being's brain, you know, or imagination and our brain is unlimited. Yeah. Leandro, thank you so much. I know that you mentioned uh, earlier, you said, well, what am I good at? But I don't know if I'm a good boss. I actually, you know, from talking to you just for a short amount of time, actually, I know for sure that you are just because with the amount of uh, times you mention uh, your team and, and how you feel about them and, and how the the really like self-critical approach that you take for yourself in order to uh, to be a good leader. And I think that um, I, I think that that's such a gift uh, to employees. And I think it's such a uh, and, and I think from that is where uh, interesting, you know, companies start out of. That's where these kind of cool spaces are able to live because it, it, it really, you know, it, it feeds off the vibe of the person that created it. And, and it, it's a really cool vibe here in your space. So I really appreciate you having me here and it was really wonderful to meet you and to learn from you. Oh, pleasure is all mine. Very, very nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneurial Minds by Chatterboss. Our dedicated and on-demand virtual executive assistant team specializes in supporting entrepreneurs and business owners with pretty much any admin task. Go to chatterboss.com to learn more.